PM board bombs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where we help you study for boards. But in reality, we help you study for hashtag EM life, one rapid podcast episode at a time. I'm Ultifat Hussein, and I'm joined today by one of my colleagues. We also refer to her as OG, hashtag GOAT, and also known as Dr. Mary Claire O'Brien, Professor of Emergency Medicine, one of my co-faculty at Wake Forest School of Medicine, and one of my mentors. This is part of an exciting series that we're calling O'Brien's Fireside 5, where we get interesting pearls dropped in a fireside fashion in about five minutes. Today's O'Brien's Fireside 5 is on QT and psych patients. With all the boarding happening in EDs across the country, some quick pearls on using those antipsychotics and the QT. O'Brien drops a key question here that she loves to quiz medical students and residents on, and one that's going to help you remember the drugs that prolong QT. But before we jump into the episode, as always, we'd like to plug our premium podcast, EM Rapid Bombs. If you enjoy EM Board Bombs and you want a TikTok version of our podcast, that's what our Rapid Bombs podcast is. We prepare you for boards and also clinical practice. Each episode's about two to five minutes long. We drop high-yield board knowledge. You're getting new episodes dropped multiple times a week. It's a great way to keep up to date on EM content. You can sign up at emrapidbombs.supercast.com. You can check out our show notes as well. Again, it's a great way to keep up to date on key content and get things just seared into your brain. Okay, on to the episode. We're back here again with Dr. Mary Claire O'Brien, one of the professors of emergency medicine here at Wake Forest. The professor. The, sorry, yeah, I should bring that up. The OG. We call her the OG hashtag goat, you know, one of the greatest of all time. You know, a lot of other, a lot of other comments as well. Maybe some nicknames I can't repeat here as well. You know, but they are uh, G level um, uh, compliments. If you know, you know is what I'll say. Um, and our <laughs> residents who might be listening, they know. Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. One of the things that we want to talk about was a prolonged QT and antipsychotics, especially in borders. Why? So why is this important? Look, because yeah. <laughs> a patient who's boarding in the emergency department with a severe psychiatric issue in four-point restraints biting people is bad. Yes. A patient with severe psychiatric issues boarding in the emergency department in four-point restraints biting people with torsad is worse. Is worse. Yes. Yes. Especially yes. if they're not on a monitor. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So there, there's several levels that uh, things could get bad real fast. And um, and you would have a direct cause of that as well. <laughs> so I, I want to tell everybody what you need to, what are the drugs that cause long QT? What are the things that cause long QT? Right. In particular, some drugs. Right. And I'm going to give you a really, really easy way to remember it. So when you're teaching medical students, you're going to look like a brainiac. Love it. If you didn't That's before, you're going to That's look like it now. We want people to look like rock stars. You're going to look like a rock star after I tell you this. Love it. All right. Tell us. So when we were in medical school, we learned about long QT syndrome, and we learned a couple of congenital channelopathies with eponyms that you and I don't remember. Right. So that's the, there are congenital causes of long QT. Electrolyte abnormalities can cause long QT, low potassium, low magnesium, low calcium. 
And, you know, you think about it, electrolytes are needed for cardiac contraction. So it makes sense that when they're low, that would mean the QT would get longer. That makes right. sense. And perhaps hypothyroidism. But overwhelmingly, the, num- the people we see who are going to have long QT are people who have drug-related, drug-induced long QTs. And the way that I remember it is this. It's all the antis. Mm. This is perfect. All right, let's do it. Antidysrhythmics. Okay. Antimicrobials. Okay. Antacids. Right. Antifungals. Antiemetics. Antipsychotics. Antihistamines. Antineoplastics. Okay. So I challenge you to find a drug class that starts with anti that doesn't prolong the QT. Oh my gosh. It's... That is so easy. It is, but there are a lot of drugs. That's the point. You can't memorize yeah. you can't memorize the list, no, but you can remember you can remember the categories that way. True. So, you know, antidysrhythmics, anti amiodarone happens to be very high on the list. Antipsychotics, this is why we're talking about the borders, so getting multiple doses of haloperidol, droperidol, oh, yeah. all drugs that can prolong the QT. Yeah. And uh, so what do you do? I, I don't know. When I have a person that I get in sign out who's been sitting in the ED forever, I ask how many doses of whatever the preferred right. antipsychotic is. Same with somebody who's getting uh, an antiemetic, whether it's Zofran or Reglan or whatever it is. How many doses of that have they had already? And if there's not a baseline EKG at some point, I get it. Right. Now I know if I have room right. to give more. You do. And what about that patient, though, that comes in just wailing and, you know, they're not really known to your ED, clearly psychotic, um, clearly needs something. But, you know, getting that EKG no, is going to be I impossible. Love a little bit of droperidol. There you go. Take the edge there you off. Go. So we're not and when saying. When you sleep in, yeah. we'll sneak in and get your EKG. <laughs> there you go. I think there that's the key is uh, sometimes, especially with interns, they'll say, well, I need to see what that QTC looks like. I don't have one in our system. Um, what's more important is the you safety. Know, staff safety, <laughs> right? Right. So you can actually take care of that patient who's psychotic. So you can get it later. But the key thing is get that baseline EKG and then understand the medications uh, that are, you know, the antis that yeah. will prolong that QT and know how much room you have to work with. Do you have a hard cutoff when you're looking at QT? Um, no, I... Yeah. I I look at what it says on the computer. <laughs> I know that Q, you know, this is one of my other favorite medical student questions. I'll say, right. what's a normal QT? Right. And then I wait for them to take the bait. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, well, it's this for man, it's this for a woman, blah, blah, blah. I say, no, that's the wrong answer. Yeah. The right answer when I say to you, what is a normal QT right. is it depends. It depends. That's the right answer. Yeah. It depends on the heart rate. It depends if you're male or female. It depends on your age. Mm-hmm. And so the, the a normal QT corrected it is that's what i look at there you go there you go you get that qtc right so. i will mention there's one drug i did uh come up with now that i'm thinking of it that causes long qt and that's methadone mm. so we see that yeah. maybe it's anti-pain hmm. but you wouldn't think of it anyhow. i would not think about it no methadone is associated with long qt wow, also wow. so i don't know whether it's chronic use or overuse or you know whatever can but. we have a category that just says these are the medicines that don't mess with qt <laughs> i don't know How about that it would you be it probably I don't know if it would be a big list or a short list. Right. But anyway, all the antis. There's your medical the student antis. question. Right. There's your QT. Can you Socratic go method. Those anti-Socratic <laughs> methods. Yeah, yeah. So the antidysrhythmics, where I would say amiodarone is particularly high risk. Antimicrobials, where the ones that would be considered moderate risk are things like um, levoflox and moxiflox, right. which is why I hate the floxins. Right. Uh, antacids, and in, in that case, we're referring to proton pump inhibitors, not H2 blockers. Antifungals, antiemetics, antipsychotics, antihistamines, 
anti-neoplastics, right. all the antis. And I think one of the interesting things there is you think about some of those drug combos. So yes. when you look at the medications that we're doing, you know, we're are we really starting a patient on antipsychotic and discharging them? No, we're not. But are we starting them on antibiotics oftentimes? Yes, we are. And hey, it's a quick look at that med list. You know, maybe that patient who um, is, you know, primarily has a lot of psychiatric issues that you're discharging uh, with antibiotics, and maybe you're not giving them, uh, you know, levofloxacin. Mm -hmm. You're maybe thinking about other medications that might not be as disruptive to that QT. Or a patient who is getting multiple medications that might mm -hmm. prolong QT, let's say a migraine cocktail, right. and then maybe a second migraine cocktail, right. or another dose of nausea medicine. You really need to think about it. Yeah, I mean, why? And you're going to be giving those medications. I mean, you can get an EKG for giving another round mm -hmm. as well. I mean, my gosh, uh, the number of EKGs we're asked to review and we get for the most benign things, you know, it's, let's be it's important to do too, because you're given sign out, let's say you have this patient who's a psych boarder and they're receiving multiple doses yeah. and you can say in your sign out, we checked the QT at, you know, 1500 and it was normal or we checked the QT at 1500. It's up versus admission. And so hold all further antipsychotics, go right. with a benzo if you need to, that's, something like that. And that's a good point. You can always, if they've been there for days, you can always you know, just see if there's been changes as well mm -hmm. uh, to the QT. Yeah. Awesome. Love that's it. That's it. Another quick knowledge bomb dropped. We're out. Bye. We hope you enjoyed that special episode with Mary Claire O'Brien, one of our valuable team members on EM Board Bombs, one of our editors as well for our peer-reviewed content that we have. So thank you again for joining us. Remember, you can go to our website, www.emboardbombs.com. You can also go to emrapidbombs.supercast.com. Go to either one of those websites for access to our exclusive premium podcast. With this premium podcast, you get access to drip learning, as we call it, that asynchronous learning where you're getting just a little bit of tidbit of knowledge each day for clinical practice and your boards as well. You know, we optimize the way you study. Stop wasting your time studying just for boards. Study for life. We'll see you next time.